Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome and, uh, to breakfast, who is sponsored, which is sponsored today by Fanny in Leilu Nishmat, Fanny Luna Bat Luisa Alea Shalom, sponsored by a grandson, Morris Bilderici. And breakfast as well is dedicated in loving memory and Leilu Nishmat, Rabbi Hanania El Malem Alea Shalom, sponsored by his grandson, Gabriel Amos. Um, our parasha. This I have to tell you. Our parasha is our favorite. Is the favorite in my uh, in my in my family. It's lech lecha. My rabbi imbued the uh, the um, pr- the preference of this parasha, perhaps over all others. It's the moment really where the Jewish people are chosen. Like it says later on in the Torah, even though there isn't the Jewish people, God says, "I choose Abraham." Because I know him. He's going to be He's going to command his children and his household and everyone that comes after him, he'll command them after my mitzvot. God knows at the minute Abraham enters the scene, God understands that this is a person who's going to fight for what's right, who's going to stick with Hashem, even though he's alone in the whole world. So God opens up his dialogue with him. And he says, Lech lecha me'artzecha, leave your land, moladetecha, the place of your birth, mibet avicha, the house of your father, el ha'aretz asher areka, to an unknown land, to the land that I will show you. Why doesn't God tell him where he's going? We're going to send you to uh, New Jersey, to New York, to St. Louis. The answer is, says the uh, Chachamim uh, Rashi brings, to give him sechar, to give him reward, alcohol, psi'ah, psi'ah. Why? If God tells you where you're going, so the mission is to get to that place. Which means, until I get there, I haven't fulfilled it. Once I get there, I fulfill the job. But if God says, walk straight, each step is another commandment. Each step is another mitzvah, because the commandment wasn't to a certain place. It was to go somewhere. It was to try and uh, uh, go, uh, head off in a specific direction. But Abraham doesn't hesitate. He picks up, leaves the land that he knows, the country, the city, the place of his birth, and he heads off in, uh, after God. And God promises him, and I want to point out the curious nature of the words here. And I will make you to a great nation. And I will bless you. I will uh, give you a great name. And you will be a biracha. You will be biracha. That's what it says. Now, the question is, what does that mean? Rashi opts for perhaps what most of you might think. What does it mean, and you will be biracha? You could say, and you will be blessed. What does it mean, and you will be biracha? Not veheye baruch. But you will be biracha. Rashi says, Blessings will be given over into your hands. Ya'ani HaKadosh Baruch said to Abraham, I'm going to give you the power to give birachot. Veheye biracha. I always wondered. Then it should say, Veheye mivarech. So what does Rashi mean, Veheye biracha? I'm assuming it means that Abraham, Hashem was saying to Abraham, you will be a source of blessing. How will you be a source of blessing? Because I'm going to give you the power to say to someone, Inshallah, Abu Sabi, 
Bezat Hashem, I bless you. Uh, you know, uh, you, you know, Zivug, you, you should meet the right person. I bless you, you should have a nice business. That's the literal interpretation. Rashi carries on, says, Ad Up until this point, they were in my hand. I blessed Adam and Noach. You will bless whoever it is that you want to bless. That's one uh, answer. Now, Davar Acher Rashi says another idea. What is Vehayeh uh, Beracha? And again, I, I, I want to. I need to, com- to me- communicate this idea. One idea is that you have in the in the Amida we say Elohei Abraham, Elohei Yitzhak, Elohei Yaakov. But at the end of the Beracha, what does it say? Magen Avraham it doesn't say Magen Yitzchak or Magen Yaakov or Magen Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov. So one, a second interpretation might be uh, following Rashi's lead, and you will be the one that we will say the Beracha over. Magen Avraham. I want to suggest perhaps a, a different way of looking at this. Judging on the fact that later on we find in the Pasuk, we find and I will bless those who bless you. Can I explain why I find difficulty with the Peshat that Rashi puts forward? The first idea that Rashi says is, means, it means that you will have the power to give Berachot. Up until now, Rashi quotes in Midrash, I gave blessings. From now on, on, you'll give blessings. That's what Rashi says, okay? The reason why I have trouble with that is because if you look at the very next Pasuk, and I will bless the ones who bless you, which means that God says, I'm still giving the blessings. So from one pasuk to the next, it seems to contradict. That's what maybe what I, I, I'm wondering about the first question part of Rashi. The second part of Rashi, Rashi says, you will be the beracha. It's, it's a very strange thing that we're limiting that only to the beracha of the Amidah. Remember, at this stage, we're talking about a person who is not a Jewish character. You know, he's an international character. He's going to become soon Av Hamon Goim, the father of all the nations. So the idea that the Heyeh applies only to someone who's going to say the Amidah, it rings to me as something a little bit too small for the interpretation to be. Especially following, as I said, the next Pasuk, V'nivrechu Becha, and all of the families on earth will be blessed through you. So however you're going to interpret it, it sounds like something which is larger than just the fact that it's the end of a beracha, ends off in his name, and that's what ve'ye beracha means. So I'd like to perhaps create, and I think maybe I once learned an idea that when Rashi gives you two different answers, it's because he felt that neither answer was good enough. And therefore you need this answer to kind of answer points A and B, and this answer covers points C and D, and together with these two answers, now you have an answer which kind of uh, solves all of the problems, all the questions that are involved. So I'd like to suggest a third one, and with that, perhaps I'd like to uh, drive home our idea for today. What does it mean, And all the nations of the world uh, will, what's it called, will bless themselves through you, they will be blessed with you. So let's look at Rashi. Rashi says, There are many different 
teachers, homiletical teachings. V'zeu pishuto. Adam omer libino. A person says to his son, Teheke Abraham. You should be like Abraham. V'chein kol v'nivrechu becha. And so too, every time you find the words, v'nivrechu becha in the Torah, v'zeh mochiach becha, yivarech Yisrael lemor, yisimecha Elohim keefrayim echimenashe. What will prove the point? What will prove the point is that you find the same words later on. Becha yivarech Yisrael. The Jews will bless with you. Ephraim Menashe. What do we say every Friday night? Yisimecha Elohim. So again, I want to be practical. Where do you find anyone say to their children, Teheke Avraham? Did you ever heard such a mishpat in the Jewish experience? I never heard such a thing. So maybe perhaps what we're referring to is a different line where we say every day, Mishiberach, I will tell you how Yaakov. Who? Who Yivarech? So maybe the idea of Beracha is every single Mishiberach, whether you're talking about at the Torah, whether you're talking about for Refuah Shalema, whether you're talking about for a donation, we open it with Mishiberach Avotenu Akdoshim, Avraham, That means that we begin every Mishiberach with the word Avraham. Maybe that's part of what it means. The way that we will bless you, uh, our children, the children of Israel, is using the words of Abraham. But again, that's only, I never heard them say Misha Barach in a church. And if they did, I want to check out what kind of church that is. Okay? So I think there's something very powerful here. And that is like this. Even still, it doesn't appear in a church. It doesn't appear in a church. Sorry? You're answering why Abraham before Yitzchak. I'm asking that we don't say uh, in other places in the whole world, you know, you should be like Abraham. With Yitzchak or without Yitzchak. So here to me, I think is the answer like this. If you think of the words, actually means, and you will be a blessing. Rashi communicates that that means that you'll give, be able to have the power to give blessings. But I don't think that Rashi intended that Abraham's power was to be able to give a blessing. That's not the point. What he means is, you will be a blessing to others. One of the ways by which is through the giving of blessings. You hear that? Now, Abraham's essence, the fact that he was a blessing, is maybe interpreted a little bit different. I have heard, thank God, from people that I've come over here, Maybe the tiniest fraction. I wish I could be a grain of sand under the feet of Abraham. But when people will tell me, Rabbi, you're doing a good job. Not everybody feels that way, but the ones that does, right? The, you know, my mother. And some people feel that I'm doing a good job. So when they'll come and they'll say, Rabbi, you have been such a blessing to the community. This concept, you have been a blessing, doesn't mean that you gave blessings. Maybe one of the reasons why you are a blessing is because you give berachot to people. But the idea to be in someone's life a blessing is such a compelling idea. Abraham is a man who, whenever there's homeless people walking around, they have nothing to eat, or there's someone who worships idols, or there's someone who's very religious, they walk past Abraham's house and Abraham says, like we would say, fada. Come over here. I don't care who you are. I don't care if I know you. Here, have some soup. It's cold outside. Have this delicious challah that my wife made. 
Avram was a blessing for people. When he hears about Sedom, who stands up and tries to fight their case? Avraham. Everything that he does is, is by its very definition is to seek out and to think to himself, how can I be a blessing to the people's lives around me? Rabotai, here we are thousands of years later. And you know what? There have been fights between us and Christianity. There have been fights between us and Islam, no doubt. But let me ask you this. Is the world a better place? Because Avraham was a blessing to everyone's path whom he crossed. Did people learn from Avraham, whether it's through us or through other religions, that there is one power, a God that you cannot see? There are billions of people in the world today who believe 2.2 billion Christians, uh, 1.4 billion Muslims, and a tiny amount of Jewish people, right? Who all believe that there's a Borei Olam that created the world. There are uh, two point, roughly, what do we say? 3.5 billion people, nearly half of the, uh, of the world today, who understands that on some level there's a mitzvah to give charity. Why? Because Abraham lived. Can you stop for one second and think about that? Now, never mind the challenging parts of those religions. But the positive parts of those religions that came, what's called the Abrahamic religion, that's where it came from. These ideas that exist today in, in our language it's tzedakah, in Islam it's called zakat, in Christianity they have a collection plate. The idea was always meant to be that Abraham's deeds, his actions, his chesed was supposed to bring kindness, blessing to the world. That's what it means, v'hayyeh So I'm going to ask you the question like this. I want to ask everybody to challenge them for this week, the week of Lech Lecha. Because God chose Abraham, he said, as we began, I know he will command his children after him to do the same thing, to follow the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So to take the week of Lech Lecha and to walk around for one week with one thought in my head, how can I be a Biracha in the lives of the people I meet? For one person, it might be recognition. For another person, it might be uh, uh, you know, a little helping hand, a couple of dollars. For another person, it might be a suggestion. For another person, it might be introducing him to a nice single young lady or single, or single guy. For another person, it might be going to visit them in the hospital. For another person, it might just be nothing more than telling them, paying them a nice compliment. Rabotai, what does it mean to be a biracha? What a fantastic exercise that is. Once Abraham focuses, he understands that God's place in this world with relation to this world is to be a Baal Chesed, to give kindness. Abraham understands that. He adopts that character trait for himself. And he always thinks, how can I be kind to those around me? Even Rabotai, Abraham is kind even to a fault. And if that is the case, and we are the children of Abraham, we need to shine as his children. We need to emulate our great forefather. We're doing lots of programs in the synagogue, which, uh, which are chesed, and I thought, what a wonderful week to launch and to really be speaking about feeding and clothing the homeless, 
Like as we say, Abraham understood that God from the very first moment, he was feeding, he was clothing, he was burying. Abraham, he visits the sick. God, his interaction with this world is first and foremost in chesed. And if we could try and be that beracha in the life of people around us, uh, it would be a wondrous thing. Rabotai, I just want to end this and share with you one thing. Sometimes a chesed that you do, you don't even know the state of it. This class, every single day, it goes out from here uh, to different places around the world. A few different WhatsApp groups, and, uh, and it's also on Spotify, it's on, uh, uh, how do you call it, the, uh, the podcast, okay? I get a phone call from an old friend of mine, and he says, you know, I, I, uh, we haven't really been in touch in the last 20 years. He says, but somehow I got on your podcast, and I want to thank you for yesterday's podcast. Wow. <clears throat> what was I thinking? Only yesterday? No. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? I said, why yes? What's, what, what was different yesterday? What was special? He says, every day, Rabbi, in the morning, I don't listen to your podcast. <clears throat> it's the only time I have a head clear. I decide I use that time for learning Gemara, because then I could... You know, I'm not worried, I'm not nervous, I have a clear head, I could sit and learn something which is very challenging, needs all of my focus. Every morning I learn Gemara, except for this morning. I said, what happened? He says, there's this guy at my work, driving me crazy. His name is David. He's driving me absolutely up the upper wall. He's making my life stress. I can't, I feel like I want to yell and scream at him. Every time I think of, you know, being at work, I just, I go majnoon, I go crazy. It gets me all worked up, he says. And then he goes, <laughs> I decided I can't study today. I woke up in the morning charged up, even from the events before. And I thought to myself, I can't go to work today and spend time with him. So I'm sitting down to learn Gemara. I can't even focus for two seconds. So I said, you know what? Instead, it's playing. I said, instead, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to the po- I'll listen to your podcast in the morning instead of in the evening when I normally do. I put on the podcast, he says. And, and you were talking in the parasha, you were talking about parashat Noach. It was one of the classes called Honorable Mention. I don't know if you remember that one. And in the class, you mentioned, see that what I did there? He said, you mentioned that when a person is faced with a challenge in work, one of the ways to get over it is to think to themselves that Borei Olam is sending them a specific challenge or person in their life in order to be able to help them fix something that they need to, a challenge that they need in order for themselves. If they need to be more patient, God sends them someone who if you don't have more patience, you kill yourself or him or both. Okay? So God sends you that kind of a person. So I said one of the helpful ways is to think to yourself that it's not this person who's driving me nuts. Who is it? It's God. Don't say it's this guy. Don't say it's David who's driving me nuts. Say it's Borei Olam, it's God. All of a sudden you'll see, you're able. If you know it's Hashem testing you, you'll be able to deal with it. And I'm sitting there listening. The guy who's driving me crazy in the office is David. Exactly the day that I listened to it that morning, you said, don't think it's David that's driving me crazy. Think instead it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu and everything will go away. He says, I went to the office that day. And I looked at David and I thought, this is not David, this is God, right? And all of a sudden I was able to, to work things out in a much better way. So it's an amazing thing. Sometimes a person puts something out into the world and you don't even know the beneficiary. So how do we, how do we attach that to you? All that is b'machshava. If you're putting something out with an intention to help people, that they should grow, that they should learn, that they should have a better life, a better life for themselves. And then that happens, even though it's not something you intended. But the kavanah was to try and help. 
then Be'ezat Hashem, you wind up being, in a way, a Beracha in their life. Everybody can do something. It does, you do not have to be a rabbi to do this. Everybody can do something. I have one person, Rabbi Otay, I just want to, and I'll end with this, as I said. He said to me once, I was talking about trying to make a difference in their community. And the guy said to me, you know what, Rabbi? I decided a little while ago that um, I'm going to find all the people in the shul who are the most miserable. He says, and I'm, I'm going to focus on cheering them up. I said to him, that's amazing. We love to have you in our shul. That's great, right? If someone is literally focusing on the people who are sad or upset or whatever, just trying to raise them up, you know what kind of value that is into a synagogue? I said, so what do you do? How do you make them? He says, I don't know. I just look for the people with the partzuf echa, you know, the guy with the long face. And then I walk up to him and I, I find something. I study the guy during the prayers and I find something to go up to him and give him a compliment for. He says, and it never fails. They came into shul with a scowl and they walk out of shoe with a little smile on their face. He says, one guy I compliment his reading. The next guy I want to compliment his reading, had that can't even read one word, right? So what do I do? I say to him, you know, I saw that you're struggling with it. Amazing. Your tenacity, you have to come to shul every day where I could see that it's difficult for you. Uh, you know, I don't know if I would have that kind of a, I don't know if I could have that kind of a commitment, you know, for something that was so difficult. The next guy, he says to him, you know, I see, uh, you know, you, you Amida, you focused, you took uh, six minutes, you know. And the next guy, each guy finds one thing and he says, and I always say it to them right before they leave the synagogue, he says. I say to them right before they, that way, they're walking out with a smile. Isn't that a magnificent thing? Now, in Shamaim, you know, you have one guy who sits and learns Torah all day and he thinks he's going straight to Gan Eden. But the Gemara says that they asked once if there's anyone in, the, uh, in, the, in this place over here, in this marketplace, that's going to be Zohar to the greatest Zechuyot, who would see Eliyahu Aravi, anyone who's, you know, who has a Ben Olam Abba, who's going to get... And he said, these two jokers, these two guys who make people laugh, these two guys who no matter what, they always have because they bring people a smile. That could be Beracha Ve'eye Beracha. Everybody's got their, their, own, uh, uh, their own way. But all of us, as children of Avraham Avinu, have the ability to be Ve'eye Beracha, like Avraham Avinu, that now half of the world believes in the core principle he taught to teach. What an unbelievable thing that is. May God bless us also to follow in his ways and to uh, communicate that to the other half of the world. And Be'ezat Hashem, uh, from here, Mechayel El Chayel. Baruch Adonai Olam. Amen v'amen. Rabbi Chananya.